Come on, choir. Come on, let's clap our hands. Come on now, come on. Come on, come on. Say it, choir. Say it again.
talk to you for a few minutes from the subject transformative spiritual living transformative spiritual living last week we celebrated the new life that resulted from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on that particular Pentecost Sunday Acts 2 reports that when the Holy Spirit came, it was a signal event. There was the sound of rushing wind, which signified power. There was the presence of fire, which signified purification. And there was the miracle of changed hearing, which signified unity. Those who received the Holy Spirit were transformed by the experience. Peter, speaking for the group, said, what has happened here is what Joel prophesied would happen centuries ago. God has poured out his spirit on all flesh, regardless of pigmentation, education, place of origin, gender, or socioeconomic status. As a result, sons and daughters are now proclaimers of the good news that Jesus is Lord of all. Sons and daughters are now proclaimers that the stone that the builders rejected has been made the cornerstone for the new building, the church that God has established. The transformation went beyond emotional exuberance. Behavior was changed. People stayed together, fellowshiped together, broke bread together, prayed together, learned together, served one another together, sold their possessions and goods and gave to each as they had need. Instead of running away and seeking an escape from suffering, they actually celebrated in their suffering for the gospel and went out of their way to incite those who tried to silence them, saying that it was vital that they obey God rather than human opposition. Clearly, something had happened to them, 
and the something that happened to them, Paul describes for us in the words of our text. Now we look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old is gone, a new life burgeons. Brothers and sisters, as we move on from the spectacular event that was Pentecost, in order for the transformation to be ongoing, in order for the transformation to continue to radiate out from us in our living, then we must be able to see life from a spiritual perspective. And while that is easy to say, it is not at all easy to do. Circumstances in our lives can limit our vision, can distort our vision in ways that prevent us from being what we can be and cause us to fail to fulfill our potential. Our humanity is so influenced by social conditions and psychological factors that we frequently overlook the spiritual purpose of our human existence. Some folk believe we need a new experience. That's why they say things like, I need a fresh anointing or send another Pentecost. But I reject that way of thinking. To say that we need a new experience is to suggest that there was something wrong with the experience that we had. Let me be clear. If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, then you have the Holy Spirit. And if you have the Holy Spirit, then you don't need a new experience. You just need to shift your perspective from a worldly one to a spiritual one so that the Holy Spirit can work transformation in your life and in the lives of those around you. This word from Paul describes the spiritual perspective that should result from our spiritual experience. It does not seek to deny our humanity, but it does seek to affirm that we are more than our humanity. Consider what being created new means what it involves. It means that because we have the Holy Spirit, we have the capacity to look at life from a decidedly different perspective. We are not just African Americans. We are not just from the South. We are not just poor or lower middle class. We are not just male or female. 
with points of view that are shaped and slanted by those things. Because we have the Holy Spirit, we have the capacity to see our lives from a perspective that is greater than the conditions of our humanity. Our text says that as a result of having the Holy Spirit, we have a perspective on life that can elevate us from what we are to what it is possible for us to become. Now we look inside. And what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone. A new life burgeons. Let's consider what this text means for us today. First, consider that when we shift from a human perspective to a spiritual perspective, brevity is transformed into immortality. Being human means that we were born into a stasis of brevity. And if you don't know what that means, it means you ain't going to be here very long. Job laments that a man born of a woman has but a short time to live, and that is filled with much trouble. David says our lives are like grass. We grow like the flowers of the field. When the wind blows on us, we are gone. No one can tell that we had ever even been here. And because life is brief, our human perspective too often is fixed on low-hanging fruit, like personal comfort and economic security. This was the problem with the rich farmer in Jesus's parable. As he considered his bountiful harvest, he only looked at it from a human perspective. And his humanity caused him to fixate on his personal comfort. He went out of his way to keep everything that he had for himself. And he thought it would give him satisfaction. But Jesus says that God called on the man that night and told him he was about to die. In effect, God said to the farmer, you should have considered life from a spiritual perspective. Think about how many you could have touched if you had looked at life from a spiritual perspective. Think about how many problems you could have eased if you had looked at life from a spiritual perspective. Shiloh, living in the spirit, 
means seeing life from a spiritual perspective. And a spiritual perspective transforms brevity to immortality. We are here today to a large extent because of the spiritual perspective of those who came before us who were not content to simply get what they could for themselves, but were committed to making sure that the days ahead were brighter for their children. And as it was done for us, we must be willing to do the same for those who come behind us. I know that I have been blessed by men and women who were not so fixed on the brevity of their own lives that they abandoned the spiritual perspective that enabled them to become immortal because they reached out and touched my life by telling me about Jesus. Fanny Williams and Dorothy Lusk and Inez White and Bessie Williams and Fanny Abad and Elizabeth Milligan and J.C. Carter and A.D. Dillon and Reverend Governor Thomas. They're all gone now along with some others, but they are immortal because they chose to see life, not just from a human perspective, but from a spiritual perspective. They came here to Shiloh, year in and year out, rain or shine, cold or hot, sick or well, just to pass on to the next generation what they knew about Jesus. And every time I preach a sermon, every time I teach a Bible study, I'm drawing on some knowledge, some inspiration, some nugget of spiritual strength that they planted in me years ago. And so while they received immortality in the way of eternal life, their immortality is not confined to just heaven. They continue to live on in the lives of those who have been blessed by what they shared with us. And it's because they embraced a spiritual perspective that transformed their human brevity into immortality. And then spiritual perspective can transform uncertainty into faith. This same Paul declared that he had reached the point in his life where he was content no matter what the circumstances. He says, I've been belly full and I've been belly empty. I've had friends with me and I've been left all by myself. 
But I've learned that the secret to contentment is to lift my perspective from the human to the spiritual. And because I have been able to do that, I can move out of periods of uncertainty into a life of faith. Paul said, I have experienced times of great uncertainty. But I'm convinced that no uncertainty can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing living and nothing dead. Nothing angelic and nothing demonic. Nothing today and nothing tomorrow. Nothing high and nothing low. Nothing thinkable and nothing unthinkable. Nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Shiloh, in our times of uncertainty, we ought to be able to find comfort in knowing that we can rise above uncertainty to a level of faith if we live in the transformation of the Holy Spirit. I love the hymn that says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground, all financial ground, all social ground, all government ground, all institutional ground, all clique ground, all other ground is sinking sand. Well, finally, my friends, spiritual perspective transforms us from a place of inadequacy to a place of completeness. If the new life means nothing else, it means that we have arrived at a place of completeness. And it's not that we have completed ourselves, but we have been made complete by the indwelling, infilling power of the Holy Spirit. Our humanity only heightens our inadequacy. Look around you today and you will see that there were folk who used to be there, but now they've moved on. Look in a mirror and take off all the stuff when you look and see what you really look like. And when you do that, you'll realize that time has made a change. And for a lot of us, our inadequacy is unsettling. Some of us try to live in denial. And we try to act like we can do now what we used to do. Try it if you want. 
and make sure the ambulance is close by when you try. What you're going to find out is that you can't do what you used to do. Your mind might be able to think it, but your body ain't going to be able to do it. Our humanity reminds us of our inadequacy. But I thank God today that there's more to life than just my humanity. I have a spiritual perspective. And that spiritual perspective reminds me that there's more to life than just the things on this side. I look in the mirror from time to time. And I know that I'm falling apart on the outside. Hair is all gone. Got to wear glasses in order to see the clock on the wall. Steps are getting shorter. Eyes are getting dim. Hearing is getting dull. I'm falling apart on the outside. But there's something happening on the inside. As the outer man perishes, there's an inner man that's getting stronger day by day. This inner man can tell somebody, if you keep your hand in God's hand, he's able to make everything all right. This inner man can give a testimony. He picked me up and he turned me around. He planted my feet on a solid foundation. This inner man can shout, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You brought me from a mighty long way all Shiloh as we move on from Pentecost you need to make sure that you're living in the spirit you need to walk with the spirit every day you need to talk with the spirit all along the way you need to lean and depend on the spirit to transform your life because he's able 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 to make rough places plain Able to make crooked places straight. Able to cause joy bells to ring in your heart. Able to keep clapping in your hands. Able to keep running in your feet. Able to cause joy bells to ring in your heart. He's able. Able, 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 yeah, yeah.
he's all right. I know he's all right. Yeah! 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 